Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I'm Michael. Ah, we made it. Yeah. And we're here yet again. We almost didn't make it, by the way. So thank you for having all the audio issues so I could actually join. I was, I was, it was my, this is a James fault because last week we're like, oh, Christina is going to bring this microphone on the road with her and record on Sunday. And I was like, they said Sunday, but they probably really mean Monday. So (laughs) (laughs) not Sunday. (laughs) So you texted me and I was like, I'm ready. And you're, you're like, we're ready. And I'm like, I'm not at home. And, <laughs> but it all worked out. Well, par- partially my fault, too. Yeah, we didn't end up recording on Sunday as planned. So we're, we're now recording on Tuesday night um, because of sound and internet issues. So we're all here. We get to be a part of this all together, which I think is always better anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff to chit chat about. Yeah, so I'll just jump right into the big news of the week. Uh, So, yeah, we've mentioned brain training, I think it was like last week or the week before, and how we were all kind of bummed because it wasn't coming to America. Well, it's still not coming to America, but (laughs) on January 3rd, it is coming to Europe, Australia, and New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of time. (laughs) Nintendo America just hasn't announced it yet, but I cannot for the life of me imagine that it would not be released here in the States, which I would... I would play this again. I was it's funny, I was mm-hmm. just going through some of my games, um my DS and my 3DS games and I still have this. It's in my collection. So, <laughs> I would I would play it again for sure. Yeah, did you ever play any of these Christina? Did you have on your DS? No. Did you have a DS? Mm-mm. I didn't have a DS. Nope. Oh my goodness. Who well, are now's you? your yeah. chance. Now's your chance. Yeah. You get to you get to relive. I don't assuming it's going to be called, you know, Brain Age here. I I don't know what they would call it, but it was Brain Age originally and and hopefully that mm-hmm. you know has a name like that again but this isn't a remake either it's it's a whole new game as we said before and mm-hmm. i think now would be a good time to play i think you would probably enjoy it you like these kinds of little brain teasers so this would yeah, be yeah i one. dabble i dabble in these kinds of um games with like oh, mobile games and stuff so yeah i dabble nice. i dabble in the the brain improving <laughs> yeah. games okay all right <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome. I mean, when we first found out that it was coming to Japan at the end of the year, I was just like, yeah, I remember this game coming out and I was working at GameStop at the time and this was a console mover. I mean, I know that Michael's not going to like it because we're going to talk about the Ring Fit Adventure this week, (laughs) but this brain training, um, this, you know, this accessory with the, the VR stuff, the Labo stuff. I mean, these are reaching different audiences. Sure. I remember when Brain Age came out, Oh my goodness. Like we were just selling it to grandmas, grandpas, great, great grandmas. Like it was, it was left and right aunts and uncles and who wasn't buying a DS at the time. So (laughs) this could be really cool to be honest with you, just to see it really come to light. But I'm not sure if you're going to be required to have a switch or if a switch light will work. And that might be the only bigger hurdle is that it's a $300 price point if you need a full switch. True, true. Mm, I mean, yeah. like I said last week, I was more of a, um, what is it, Big Brain Academy guy. I did have both, but I, I preferred that over this. So maybe that means that could also come well, come if this does well. I don't know. But I'll, I'll play it. I'll be down for this. I dabble. You dabble. We dabble. You know what I might be dabbling with is a brand new Pixel 4 as the sole, I believe I'm the sole Android user of the bunch. Correct? Yeah. That's yep. correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
today, um, on the 15th, so we recorded on the 15th, there was a big Google uh, event with all of their new hardware. So they talked all about new smart speakers and their new Stadia. I, I, I thought that Stadia, their game streaming thing, was already out. That's how much yeah, I, already, <laughs> I already forgot about it. And they put up a screen that's like, coming out in November. I was like, wait, I thought you already canceled it. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, so that's coming out. But a really cool thing is they have a brand new phone, the Pixel 4, obviously. It comes after the Pixel 3. I have the Pixel 2, so I may update. Probably not. But one of the coolest things about this phone is that they added a sonar sensor onto it you know like a sonar like under the water sonar yeah yeah like submarine sonar yeah it's sonar it's like pulse so here's what's really cool about it is if you have a fancy iphone you're probably used mm-hmm. to face unlock with the camera now the problem is that you actually have to pick it up and there's gyro sensors or you have to tap the screen to open it up and then it turns on the camera boom so the sonar serves multiple purposes the first is that they have face unlock now but it sort of creates a sonar bubble around your phone. And when you start to go towards your phone, it will start to light up everything, turn it on. So when you pick it up, it's like, boom, done. But it also means that there can be motion controls. And I do think that they're very, very silly. They have some like swipe left or swipe right to change audio tracks. Like I could just press the button, I guess. But if I'm doing dishes, I guess I'm just spraying water all over my phone now. (laughs) (laughs) The coolest use case for this thing is I don't know if they're going to have an SDK for it or a software development kit for ones that are not software engineers that are listening. They have worked with Nintendo to create a Pokemon interactive desktop wallpaper for the Pixel 4. So there is like a Pikachu, there's an Eevee, there's other Pokemon. And what they're doing is you are interacting with them so that you're waving at them, you're making tickling motions with your hands, different motions, and they interact with you and they go back and forth very similar to Let's Go Pokemon on the Nintendo Switch where you would like rub Eevee or Pikachu on the head Mm -hmm. or pat it, but with motion controls. So it's sort of like they're teaching motion controls. It's sort of what Christina wrote when she watched the video uh, in a way for kids, I think. But I thought it was cool. Like there's this Pikachu on my my desktop, on my desktop, on my phone, um, and I'm interacting with it. And I thought that was pretty neat. So, yeah. That's kind of neat. I think something like this in in general, I was when I was watching some of this um, information about Pixel Four with the gestures, I was kind of like, oh, how, I don't understand. I'm still holding it anyway. What's the point of me needing to use the gestures? <laughs> but I will say one thing that would be handy is if you were driving, right? If you need to do something with your like if you're driving and you want to change the song, you don't have to reach over, you don't have to do anything. You could just move your hand and it'll swipe over. And I think that's kind of cool. I think there's a lot of uh, use cases where this could potentially be pretty handy. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm excited to see. And I think having a little pet Pikachu on your phone that you can interact with would be pretty neat. It'd be neater if you could change it to Eevee. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. So we <laughs> that was cool news. Now we have some crappy news. And... Blizzard has been in the news a lot lately for not great reasons, and they were about to have an Overwatch launch party in New York City at the Nintendo store, and they just decided to pull the plug on that. They did not say anything. They left it up to Nintendo to tweet out, which they did today, um, that the, the party's not happening tomorrow. 
It was that quick. And I remember, and I, it's funny because I had just seen Nintendo tweet about it, I think a day ago, that they were doing this. And, oh, you can come in and there's no, you know, you don't have to buy a ticket. You don't have to do any of this. And then all of a sudden now today they pull the plug on it. It's not happening. Um, it's it's just not good. I think Blizzard is really starting to to hurt here. They've got a lot of PR problems between what's going on with Hong Kong and now with this. And I think they're they're I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know really what they need to do, but it's it's not good. It's not a good situation. Their stance on everything that's happening with Hong Kong and the tournament, not not great. I don't know. It's kind of sad to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's unfortunate. You know, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I I think that they are insert taking foot and inserting it you know, directly in their mouth and they just cannot seem to to figure this out. They can't seem to get any anybody back on their side because they're just they're just they're just making wrong turns left and right. Yeah, and it's in a week too where there's PR things that we'll talk about that have happened, PR stunts. There's different types of PR. There's there's like it's all public relations. So sometimes you're responding to an event that happened, sometimes you're creating a marketing PR thing. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world. And there's right ways of handling things. There's wrong ways of handling things. Usually honesty is the best policy in my personal. You're not going to please everyone, no matter what you do. Sure. Um, we're not going to get political on the podcast. Uh, Michael and I talked about it uh, with Christina earlier. We all talked about it earlier. Um, but I don't know. It's just there's right ways of dealing with things. There's wrong ways of dealing with things. And then as a gamer, um, you know, I think if am I growing up, I probably wouldn't have I wouldn't have even known anything about what's happening in the world all too much unless my parents were mm-hmm. watching the news. But most likely Blizzard is not going to be on the local 10 p.m. news in Cleveland, no. Ohio. I don't think <laughs> so. I, you know, I wouldn't have really known what was going on. But now I'm an adult. I'm an adult. And I understand these things impact me because I want to use my dollars to support companies that are doing good things. And yeah, um, yeah. that kind of ba-ding, someone turned on their mm-hmm. switch and that sort of, you know, trickles through everything that I, I try to purchase and I try to be a little bit more cognizant of it. So it's, it's sad. But if you do want to buy overwatch they did release a cool map (laughs) that didn't turn you off (laughs) they did release a cool map because it is available in different time zones by the time this podcast is out it'll be available for everybody but uh, i do like that there's this like rolling map of like here's where you can get in sao paulo and los angeles and new york i thought that was nice because i thought i would get it which i'm not going to get it anymore which we'll talk about but (laughs) maybe i'll get it i don't know i haven't decided yet but it's kind of nice to be like oh i could stay up until 11 tonight and then actually play it and then that's like Mm -hmm. when michael's getting up at 2 a.m so he could get it and then we could play together play together quick yeah it's unfortunate right because it's a huge company and obviously not everybody probably feels the way that the administration feels with within the company and so there's great games that come out and unfortunately that takes the hit and uh i know for me i will not be buying it only and it's not for political reasons or anything like that i already owned it i owned it on xbox and i just don't think i would play it again on switch at least there's other things i need to be playing before i go back to playing overwatch it but it, it it's a fun game and if you haven't had the chance and the switch is the system you have i, I mean it's a, it's a it would be a blast it's a perfect console for it so I'm saving my pennies for Pokemon and 
Luigi's Mansion. So. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's my excuse. <laughs> um, but let's move on to something a little more optimistic. Uh, so we talked about Super Mario World, the... Um, oh my gosh, what's the word? Theme park? Starts with an A. Well, amusement park. Okay. Yeah, theme park. That works too. <laughs> um, so we've talked about a little bit here and there in the podcast, like the progress that's been going into it. So f- some photos have been leaking of the construction. Um, did you guys get a chance to look at these? Yeah, looks cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. And I never realized how much the Mario world itself, like the land looks like cake. And <laughs> now I want to try to make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It look it looks just like fondant on a cake. It, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of cakes that use that Super Mario World. It's it's pretty cool. It's a perfect yeah. platform for it. But yeah, it looks it looks it looks like Super Mario World just in the real world. I don't know really what's happening there. I mean, that doesn't it's not really clear what we're seeing. I you see like a few of the boxes into the POW box and some coins and I I, I don't know what you're doing, but it looks nice. It looks like things might move, like the the clouds look like they might move back and forth mm-hmm. on these huge, massive things. What if it was like a <laughs> like a um, jungle gym, and you had to like jump along, and you had to jump to that cloud as it's moving back and forth, and you actually become Mario, and you have to play this like it's a real Mario world. You probably have to sign an insurance thing oh my gosh, before you, you go jumping would. around in here, but that would be cool. I'm in. I'm just thinking like the ultimate ninja warrior mario mm-hmm. edition like <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah that'd be cool everything that yeah. we see in this these photos is just foam so people are just falling yeah, off the yeah. top of that and just like bouncing they're totally fine that'd be cool you bounce off a tree <laughs> yeah just just totally fine everybody's just bouncing yeah. around <laughs> now we all know that witcher 3 is out and from from the early reviews it's it's fantastic it's an amazing port now one thing that I I personally was not expecting, and it's kind of seems to be confirmed. But if you've followed E3 for the last two years, you've heard about Cyberpunk 2077. It looks amazing. It looks like a game that I must play. But mm-hmm. a lot of people are asking, will this come to the Switch? And CD Projekt Red's Krakow head, John Mammoth, has actually answered that question when GameSpot asked him. And he basically said, uh, probably not. <laughs> he said, it's a fant- It's amazing that The Witcher 3 is coming out. And, and, you know, because of that, who knows what could happen. But in, in his guess, it, it's probably not going to not going to happen for the for the switch and honestly in my mind i don't even know if i would play it on the switch and that's not to knock the switch but the game just looks like it's something that really needs to be appreciated at high res with the best graphics that are possible um and it's just something i think that's how i need to see this game and so i think i would pass for maybe xbox one or playstation 4 or pc and it's also supposed to be coming out on the next gen versions of those consoles. So we'll see. As of right now, it's scheduled to launch in April. Uh, and, and I think I'm going probably Xbox, maybe. I, I, they say PC, but I'm assuming it's Windows PC and not Mac. So I would have to go Xbox if that's the case. Yeah, I'll probably have to do the same because I want that game also. <laughs> yeah, I definitely it looks want it. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my Switch would just burst into flames if it was ever on my Switch. It would try to run it for about three seconds and then explode. You would hear like a pop noise and then like little smoke would come out of the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I watched side by side of Witcher 3 and it's very much 
similar to Doom or to Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. where there's compromises that are being made and you need a team to to do that. So they would need to to do it. And some games just won't make the jump, right? I mean, they really, if I really wanted to get this, maybe I would just wait until whatever PlayStation 5 and whatever the next Xbox is called, because I know my PC can't run it. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, my PC is like, not a bad idea. Yeah, just just wait and be like, okay, I know I can't get it on my Switch, but whatever the next Xbox is, which is what I'll buy. I've always been an mm-hmm. Xbox person. Just mm-hmm. I work for Microsoft, but I've just always been an Xbox person and I've only worked there for three years. So um, it's secretly in your contract it's, that you have to. <laughs> it's secretly in, the, in my contract, even though I have a Nintendo podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the the funny part of it is I think with this game, this is a game like Zelda that I would buy an entire system for, even though it's cross platform. I just think that CD Projekt Red if they really hone it and bump it up for next-gen consoles, it could be stunning. I mean, this is a game I've been waiting for for so long, where Witcher, which I'll talk about, never really interested me all that much. This game seems right in my wheelhouse. Just the the neon, the the, the look and feel of this this, futuristic craziness Blade Runner Mm -hmm. thing. I'm just like, oh, I want that in my life. Oh, yeah, I need it. and I'm right there with you, and I, I'm very excited for this, and I think that's why I would need this on the best system I can play it on, right? The best system, the best, best platform for this game. It needs to look that way, and I'm the same way. Witcher 3, I've always thought it was like, okay, that's interesting, but I've never had the need for it, and that's why if I'm to get it, I would get it on the Switch, I think, because I don't, I don't. I think it's still going to look good, and I understand there were compromises, but it's not something where I feel like I need to see it on the best system that's available. Yeah. One game that you don't need a very powerful console for is Pokemon Go, and Pokemon Go goes Halloween, (laughs) so it's the spooky time of the year, (laughs) and they are coming out with uh, fun kind of spooky events that are happening. So starting October 17th, you will be able to rescue more shadow Pokemon from Team Go Rocket, including Weedle, Kakuna, Beedrill, Electabuzz, Magmar, Lapras, Murray. You, you can you can look up the whole list of them. Um, there's, there's a good number of them. I'm not going to go through <laughs> everyone. Um, there's going to be new items in the style shop. I think there's like a Zubat mask or something you can wear. I think I remember reading. Um, and then Shiny, Shiny Yamask is making its debut. So you can start okay. to see some shiny Pokemon show up. And then from Thursday, October 17th to Friday, November 1st, there's going to be more ghost and dark type Pokemon appearing in the wild, in eggs, and in raids. Um, Pokemon are going to be wearing creepy, cute Halloween costumes, and they're going to arrive in raids and in the wild. And I think one of the examples I read is that Pikachu is going to be wearing a, um, oh, what's the name of the the Pokemon that looks like Pikachu? The there's the there's not not Pichu, but the other one. It's like the fake Pikachu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Pikachu is going to be wearing a mask or a costume of fake Pikachu. <laughs> That's yeah, one of the things cute. that they're doing. Yeah. I, I, I typed cute. it in. I typed it in. I put in fake Pikachu Pokemon. It's mimic mimic you. Mimic you. Yeah. That's Makes it. sense. Yep. <laughs> so if you catch a mimic you, it might actually be Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, and then Dark Dark Ray will be appearing in five star raids. I guess Dark Ray is a very rare pokemon rare and shiny question mark um yes and then spooky real field research tasks are going to be available for a limited time 
And then on top of all this, there's going to be bonuses happening. So you can get two times uh, the candy, uh, catch candy, two times the hatch candy, and two times transfer candy. So lots of goodies for spooky time. Spooky time. (laughs) I'm over in Europe for this entirety of this, this thing. So maybe I'll boot up my Pokemon Go's and get into the sp- spooky time in Europe. So yeah, that's a good idea. Have you been playing? I mean, is it something you play often or no? No. So I only prefer to have one game. I have a app limit that I have on my phone, which is for all intents and purposes, three apps that aren't like pre-installed. So right now I have Mario Kart, Snapchat, a podcast app, and then Uber to get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the switch parent apps, so like five apps, like a row. And I'm kind of on this like smartphone detox plan. So I try not to have too much. So I think for Europe, maybe I'll uninstall Mario Kart and then reinstall Pokemon Go and go from there and see. But I did get an email from Nintendo, by the way, that said, hey, Pokemon Trainer Mots, we see that you haven't been catching any Pokemon recently. And I said, yes, because I uninstalled that son. Um, <laughs> but archive boom anyways and more important news besides me talking shenanigans a game that michael and i both bought and then never played ever again which is very very sad that we streamed on one of our very first live streams that we were so excited for is war groove and honestly Mm -hmm. i was super pumped for this game in general i was like oh my god this is so good well the team uh the war groove team uh which i could not be more excited about has announced Double Trouble, a free DLC update, which will be coming soon. Uh, And it's free. It comes to PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. This thing is awesome because they are introducing Michael, a brand new co-op story campaign. Campaign? Oh, cool. Campaign that even has... You can't complain about it. It's going to be so good. (laughs) It's going to be so good. Uh, It can be played couch co-op single solo or online co-op so we can co-op together michael ah oh. that's cool that's one thing we wanted when we played it for, originally we were like oh this is fun we're playing against each other but we want to play with each other in this game not against yeah <laughs> they have a whole bunch of new stuff so some new commanders some new units new arcade missions but i think they're really doing a great job on around online play so they have revamped two things that i want to talk about Um, one is new competitive online quick play maps. So you can get in and out. They're the community's most competitive maps. They've been teaming up with the community. I think that's cool, but they also finally are doing public and private multiplayer lobbies. Oh my goodness. It was disastrous before just to be able to try to play something (laughs) online. It was just very restrictive. So now you can finally play custom campaigns online and multiplayer lobbies. You'll be good to go. I can't wait for this to drop and we will totally live stream it because we I enjoyed the game. I just. Oh, yeah. It was long. It's an excellent game. Yeah, it's an excellent game. Uh, and I mean, I love everything about it. I love the art style about it. I love the character design. Every everything they did in this game is it's just fantastic. And but unfortunately, it's one of those games that I've been playing where you you start it, you're enjoying it, and then something else comes out. So you jump to that and then you jump to the next one. And it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. But it's on my long list of games to get back to because it, it is very, very well done. Yeah. Cool. Let's move on to accessories and product news. So soon you'll be able to rep your Joy-Cons on your ears. 
So PHP, <laughs> PHP is releasing a, a Switch-inspired headset. So it's the redesign of their either LVL40 or Level 40 wired stereo headset. And they're colored half red and half blue to look just like the neon Switch Joy-Cons. Uh, they released November 8th. Um, and if it's something you're into, you can pre-order them right now for $29.99. Cool. I just want to correct you. It's PDP. <laughs> What did she say? What did I say? PHP. PHP. That's a programming (laughs) language. (laughs) Oops. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so so, uh, Mots, you just pre-ordered them, right? Yeah, I'm in. So you and I, you and I both own the PDP uh, controller, that that controller, remember? (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, that's them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. We lo- we like that. It's a nice wired controller. And if everybody on the podcast would remember, or if you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. My Nintendo Switch microphone jack doesn't work. So the only way Christina and I could play and t- communicate with each other was by me buying a third-party controller that's USB audio out. And it's nice because you, it it should be really how the Pro controller is, where you just put in you know um, basically anything into it so you can talk and communicate. But what I like about these is that for $30, which is a good deal on a headset, um, they have noise cancellation sort of built into them. I could play my games. I just have buds right now. I have the buds that were like the official Switch Fortnite buds or whatever. And I don't like Mm -hmm. buds. I just don't like them jammed in my ear. These ones are these are not the. I like buds that go on my ears, but these are the ones that have that little wing flap thingy that you're supposed to tuck into your ear. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's supposed to like nestle in your crevices of your. Yeah. It kind of holds uh. it. It's meant to hold it in so that yeah. if you jog or something, it doesn't come flying out. Yeah. That's Aggressive a... game playing probably. <laughs> it doesn't work on my ears for some reason. So for 40 bucks, I'm in. That's cool. 30 now, bucks. I'm in. I know you have. The Bluetooth attachment, though, for Switch, do you not use Bluetooth head- headphones for your Switch? So here's what happened. So for the Bluetooth attachment, that's only for audio, not uh. for voice. They had a they had an adapter. The reason it worked before is they also have an adapter that is a microphone that would go into the top slot. So how I would use it before is I would have my Bluetooth audio into my ears and then there's just a little mic adapter for the top, which is good because you're in portable mode. And the problem is that my audio jack stopped working for all things in general. That's so, so. crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a bummer. Uh, okay, so you already talked about your cool, you know, controllers that have audio in and out and all this fun stuff. Well, you know, Nintendo's got a cool controller too, you guys. It's called the Pro Controller, and if you've been paying attention. Best Buy just released a new version of it, and you probably haven't noticed because literally a single letter in the model number is the only difference. It it went from 104889D to 104889E, and a lot of people were thinking, you know what? I bet you that E stands for it stands it stands for fixed D pad. Um, and I'm gonna give you a spoiler. That's not true. It didn't. They didn't change anything. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing's different. So unfortunately, because they have been having issues with D pads in the Pro Controller, I've actually experienced it myself and took it apart and tried to fix it. And uh, I, it seems to have worked, but it's basically just tape. <laughs> so I would have loved like a real fixed 
D-pad and my Pro Controller, but uh, it's not the case. So we are still waiting on a new Nintendo Pro Controller with a fixed D-pad and possibly an audio jack. I mean, that would be cool. That'd be pretty pro in my mind, but we don't have that right now. <laughs> It'd be pretty pro. <laughs> It'd be pretty pro, but it's it's not. It's I, I'm in. Semi-pro. Pre-ordering it right now. Done. Buy it. I'm, I'm going, I'm doubling down on the E. <laughs> I'm going to buy the E and the D. <laughs> yeah, buy them both. <laughs> Um, so do you guys remember those cool Pokemon shirts that we saw a couple months ago? I don't know if it was sure like do. two months, three months, whatever. We talked about them and we really liked them. So there are these button up Pokemon shirts with these cool Pokemon patterns and you could walk into your office and you could be rapid Pokemon and nobody would really know. But they were only released in Japan. Well, we have some good news for you because now you can customize them Um Make, do whatever you want with them. They're going to be available for men and women. And they're also now available in Japan, the US, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Singapore, Malaysia, the Philippines, India, and Indonesia. Cool. So they're everywhere almost. Um, so basically how it works is you select a shirt style, you select your type of collar, what kind of sleeves you want. You can do short sleeve, you can do long sleeves. And then you can choose from 151 different Pokemon patterns for each shirt. You can also customize the collar with a pattern if you want, any any pattern, and then same with the pocket. Um, so I kind of went ahead and tried making one myself just to see what I could do. So the price, it's a little steep. It starts at $100, and then depending on how customized you get, so if you want to customize the button colors, if you want to add a special cuff, um, if you add a pocket, the price will increase. So I just made like a cool EV design with orange buttons and navy blue like details and it came to $128 no pocket just pretty standard shirt um so it's expensive but you can customize it if you really like pokemon yeah you know i i mean i think these are cool i tried to build one out as well and i didn't love the patterns for myself from for the pokemon that i would want on my shirt i didn't love the mm -hmm. patterns so i looked at like you know, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard. I looked at Haunter, which I thought Haunters was kind of cool, but that's kind of, that's pretty selective. Like you have to, it's for Halloween. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to wear that shirt. Every, <laughs> it's not a summer, it's not a spring summer shirt. It's a Halloween shirt. Uh, so yeah. some of the patterns were kind of like, okay. My biggest thing for, for 128 is I really wish I could feel the fabric. I just want to know, cause I'm very particular with my dress shirts and I want to know what it feels yeah. like. And I want to feel the fabric and, and I just, I, I can't. So it, I'm hesitant to buy this, you know, at yeah. that price point. And that's another thing too, is on the site when you're customizing, it doesn't say patterns, it says fabrics. Yeah. So I don't know if different Pokemon are different types of fabrics or different mm -hmm. material. They don't really get very descriptive in that way. It's kind of like mm -hmm. just basic selecting a, a tile of a pattern and then moving on. I feel like so. Haunter would be a mesh. It's a mesh. <laughs> that would be my <laughs> that'd be my guess. That's, uh, a, that's a Luigi's mansion at yeah, night I, kind I of I would shirt. buy that one and be like, oh, I'm really excited. And then I'd get it home and it's like a mesh uh like dress shirt because <laughs> it's it's a ghost it's see-through you, you choose the the cutoff sleeves option <laughs> i feel like this this shirt really took a turn how did how did this end up two hundred dollars uh i i'm on the website now and they do what what is nice about these is they have three 
fits for men and women. So casual dress and then mm-hmm. Hawaiian style. And th- that's sort of nice. So you can mix and match. That's what it says. It says Hawaiian shirt. I don't know what that means, but it's apparently casual, open collar and made for comfort. Um, oh, I didn't I like get it. a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, we, I don't think the guys had three. I don't know about the women, women, but the women have three, three also. One is like a looser long sleeve fit, and then there's like a business more formal, fancy one, which I picked when I made mine. And then they had a fitted short sleeve one, oh, but it didn't say Hawaiian. They have Hawaiian now, so maybe they just updated it. So yeah, it's there. It's Darn. totally there. OriginalStitch.com/slash Pokemon. Now I will say. I probably won't buy one of the shirts because I am like Michael. I would need to maybe go to the store and feel the fabric because $128 is a lot, but there are definitely shirts that are really expensive, but really nice. And, you know, yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to own that many of them, but maybe I'll splurge for Christmas and buy one. But I have to imagine that the material is nice. However, that said, I want to let you all know that. I have purchased five Grookey items from the Pokemon Center because they sent me an email last week um, that Grookey and, of course, Score Bunny and Sobble were available, but I only care about Grook, Grook diggity, and <laughs> the that the Galer, Galler, Galer Galler region swag is now available. And I have purchased, that is correct, a Grookey first partner jersey, that's I own it, a Grookey keychain, <laughs> Grookey pin, Grookey plushie, and a Grookey Partner Relax Fit Crew T-shirt. I'm a Grookey groupie. <laughs> uh, I like that. That's a Chris- you're, you're Grookeyed up. That's my Christmas present to myself. So I'm pretty jazzed. Nice. I'm pretty jazzed about it. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So I could uh, that, and that all of that costs less than one of these T-shirts. So I was that. just gonna ask you how much did it all cost to compare? I think it was like 120 bucks or so. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. Close. Have yeah. you pre-ordered the game yet? <laughs> uh, uh, did I? Yeah, I did. I did. You're out of money. No, I, I'm <laughs> really like, I'm out of money. I can't buy the game. <laughs> I can't afford it anymore. I'm out. Uh, yeah, if you ever go to PokemonCenter.com, I mean, they have some legit Pokemon swag. Uh, I'm really impressed. They also have a Pikachu dressed up as that in its Halloween outfit. Oh my goodness! This oh, is the, nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna link Mimic this you? right now. Oh my. God, I just literally linked it as Zencaster. Please open it up right now. It's very important. Oh, it's adorable. Oh my God. And it has it's a like little... a Pokemon Pikachu oh. little plushie with him dressed up as Mimikyu. It makes me wish I had a Mimikyu hoodie and that would be oh, my Halloween costume. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cute. That's cute. Oh, I like oh, yeah, how one I... of the ears is missing. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely worth like I saw when I saw the announcement for Pokemon Go and they talked about Mimikyu with the Pikachu or Pikachu with the Mimikyu costume on. I was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, it's worth getting right there. And it's got a Gengar uh, bag, which Gengar is one of my favorite Pokemon. So, I mean, it's it's a must get, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, just (laughs) just bought it. Very cute. Just bought it. Nice. I didn't just buy it. Just kidding. Just kidding. Let's get to the new. (laughs) Let's get to the bestsellers. Christina, what you got for us? All right. So bestsellers of the week. First place, Untitled Goose Game, still holding on. Honk. Uh, second is <laughs> second is Zelda Link's Awakening. Third is Bastion. Fourth, Anodine. Anodyne. Uh, fifth sure. is Transistor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sixth is Crypt of the Necrodancer. Seventh is Cuphead. And eighth place is Minecraft. Ninth, Luigi's Mansion Three: The Pre-Purchase. And tenth is Dragon Quest Eleven. And then the new game that did not make it to the top 10, but it's in the top 30, is Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. 
in 30. I don't think it's 30th place anymore. I think it's a little higher. I forgot to update that. <laughs> uh, so th- in addition to those games, there's actually a lot of pretty good stuff coming out this week. There, there was a lot to go through and we have a ton of checks. So I want to, I want to have Mott's kick it off with some of his favorites and we'll go right down this list because there's, there's a real, you know, we don't get a week where we've got a ton of good stuff. And I think we each have multiple checks this week. Yeah, let's just go down the list. And mm-hmm. some of us checked both, but we'll just start it off uh, with October 15th and a lot of good games. I, I actually had to delay starting the podcast because I said, I need more time. There's just so many games I got to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one I did check was Zombieland t- Double Tap Road Trip. Um, it's a $40 game. Uh, I love Zombieland, the original Zombieland movie, and they are coming out the sequel, which I'm not quite as excited for. But this is sort of a top-down, twin-stick shooter uh, adventure. One to four-player co-op, offline only, unfortunately. I thought it would be cool online. Mm. They definitely don't have the original voices, but you got your Tallahassee's, your Columbus, your Wichita, and your Little Rock all up in there that you can play. Uh, And there's all sorts of themes, like the rules, the zombie kill of the week, all these different things. It's a zombie game, people, if you're into it. Now, I wasn't going to put this on here originally with a single check because it is $40 quite expensive, but high voltage software developed this game and high voltage software has been around for decades making games. They made a little game called Fortnite save the world. I don't know if you heard of that game at all. Michael. Uh, Yes, I have. They developed (laughs) it. Yes, that is correct. They also made, um, uh, mortal Kombat X, a bunch of the St. Rose games, uh, injustice gods among us, uh, the conduit, they have a long, all, they're all over the place, but they're one of those companies that works very close with publishers like 2K and Game Mill, who's publishing this, but even Epic. So they have a good track record. They've been around for a long time. I've played a lot of their games. Um, and yeah, I just thought it looked, yeah, you know, as Michael would say, interesting. Uh, <laughs> and then me and Michael, we both had Overwatch on here. And I'll say the reason I thought about picking up the Overwatch Legendary Edition is that it comes with a bunch of shenanigans like loot boxes and whatever. I don't even know what you get with it, but it does come with a three month subscription to Nintendo Switch Online, which is a good, what, six or nine dollar value. So mm-hmm. that seems cool that yeah. you're mm-hmm. kind of getting the game for 30 bucks in general. But um, I might not buy it anymore because you're not getting it. So I don't think I want to get it because then I don't want anyone to play with. And that makes me sad. Well, I would look and see. Uh, never mind. I was going to say possibly cross platform, but I, I know it doesn't support that. No. Uh, you know, in addition to the legendary, like the three months, you do get some other cool stuff. You get five legendary skins, five epic heroes, five origin hero skins. So you get stuff for the $40, but that's really got to be on you. And And I like Overwatch. I played it a lot on my Xbox, but I don't need to play it on this if you have never played it and you have your switch primary i would say definitely look into it it's it is a fun multiplayer online game it's it's a it's a blast but you know you i've already got it (laughs) my fear is i want to make sure that one the switch can handle it so see some reviews on it see how it plays and also i want to validate that it doesn't completely drop to five dollars in a few months i just feel like the holidays are coming and it's just gonna drop down because i've seen overwatch for the other systems go real cheap so yeah that's a good idea 
Maybe uh, a good one to wait on. Yeah. Witcher 3, tell me all about it, Michael. So we both have Witcher 3 checked, and this is the Wild Hunt Complete Edition. So basically, that means we get everything. We get any of the expansions that came out. The Complete Edition contains every piece of downloadable content that was ever released for this game, which that seems amazing. Uh, And that includes two massive story expansions, Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. It is a $60 game, so it's a full price game. But I think that this is one of those games where you're definitely, um, it's it's pushing the limits of the Switch, right? You're going to play this game and say, wow, I did not think the Switch could do this, especially when a lot of what we play have been part of that 8-bit, 16-bit sort of gameplay that I think this is going to be one of those ones where you're just, kind of blown away while you're playing it if you don't know anything about the witcher 3 it is it's a heavily story driven open world adventure it's sort of like a dark fantasy and you play as a mercenary monster slayer so tell me that isn't cool cool. and uh yeah i mean this this has me written all over it the only thing that's turning me away from it is i know that it's like 150 hours if not more of gameplay and it's just i cannot (laughs) i cannot commit to that right i have too much stuff to play i can i wait i'm gonna wait let the price drop and i'm gonna get this for sure on my switch but i just cannot commit to it right now yeah, I can't commit either. That's my biggest thing. I was watching Kotaku. They did a side by side. They said, you know, it's locked into 720p on the big screen and 560p or whatever on the portable version of it. But they said, you know what? It's a really good port. I mean, it's definitely not going to look as good, but we all knew that. But it's the, they're like, it's the whole entire Witcher 3 game in your pocket. And it's mind blowing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I also did three quick ones. Here we go. Uh, Override Mech City Brawl Supercharged Mega Edition. I love games with super long titles. uh, And this game has one. So that's why I picked it. No. Uh, So this is a 3D mech based brawler. The reason I checked it, even though it is $40, is that one, it has fantastical reviews on the Steam. It came out about less than a year ago. But it has four person online free for all or two to four player party co-op where you control one of these huge uh, mechs uh, and you just go into town basically. So it's, it's really cool. You it's just a really cool brawler and you could control these gigantic mechs and duke it out and uh, you can play multiplayer online. And I'm a fan of that. Oh, another quick one. The Ninja Saviors Return of the Warriors. This is a crazy one because it's from Natsumatari and it is a remake of Taito's um, arcade masterpiece um, of the era of the 90s, which is really cool. Uh, And I never played this game. However, I was looking at it. I was like, wow, this looks really good. Like kind of that TMNT, Turtles in Time, you know, Simpsons side scroller that I would play all the time in the arcade. You know, it's got 16 bit pixels that look really good, revamped. Uh, (laughs) It's 20 bucks. I mean, it looks it's a good looking side scroller beaten up. Yeah. 20 bucks, a little bit much. Wish list, check, 10 bucks, I'm in. Um, yeah. Although, ooh, they have a physical edition. Oh, 30 bucks. That's too much. No. Can't do that. Too much. Too much. So that was one. The other one that I just mentioned, if you've never played Boulder's Gate ever in your life, Boulder's Gate 1 and 2 Enhanced Editions are on the Switch for $50. A little bit expensive, but if you've never played that game, you can play it in your pocket now. 
Cool. Now, we both marked another one. This is October 16th, and it's called Little Town Hero. This is, you may have heard of them, Game Freak, who makes Pokemon, but this is a new RPG by them. Uh, I'm going to, okay, let's go by saying what they explain it as, and then I'm going to give my thoughts on it real quick. So they explain it as a challenging battle system, which relies heavily on coming up with new ideas and strategies. And they say that it is a compact story progression designed with the busy gamer in mind. That does not sound good to me. I don't want a compact story progression design with the busy gamer in mind because that to me says this could have been a mobile game, but we decided to put it on the Switch. And I've seen a lot of the photos. I've seen a lot of what they've put out, which hasn't been a lot because up until like, I don't know, two months ago, it never even had a name. Um, It doesn't look great. Now, I will say I love Pokemon. So I'm going to hope for the best. I want this to be really good. I don't love the art style. I don't love what I've seen about it, which again, isn't much, but I don't like how they are explaining it so far. So we will see. The The premise is that you are a, uh, a like this, you're a village that has not had any access or has not seen anybody from the outside world you don't even know that there's basically an outside world and then one day a monster shows up and you being the little town hero has the power needed to vanquish this monster and so that's where it goes from there apparently it's an rpg so you're going to level up you're going to gain new powers you're going to get stronger I'm just really questionable on it. I want to hope for the best. I will say that it has a soundtrack by Toby Fox, who is the composer of the background music for Undertale, which was very good. So that's a plus. But uh, for $25, I'm just going to wait. I need a review. Yeah, this one, uh, mixed bags on. I'll definitely take a look at a review. I'll wishlist it. I enjoy that Game Freak's getting out there, making some other games and coming up with some new ideas. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe some ideas go into Pokemon that are the good ones. I don't know. I do like that is a compact story progression design for the busy gamer in mind, because you know who I am? I am a busy gamer. I don't have time to play any video (laughs) games, so I'm in. Maybe this game is 30 minutes long. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> it makes me feel accomplished. So that could be cool, but I will definitely wait for some reviews on it. But um, yeah, I, I'm I need to see more. I'm shocked that there wasn't more highlighted about it. And that worries me a little bit. So me too. But, yeah. They've been kind of talking about this game for a long time, though. I think at E3, they mentioned it when it didn't have a name. And since then, I kept seeing things about it pop up. But not yeah, but no anything new. Yeah, yeah, like nothing, nothing new. Just that. Oh yeah, we have a name now. Or oh, it's almost done, and that's it. <laughs> nothing yeah. to really hype the game. <laughs> and that to me is a little scary. Yeah, and and like when I first saw it, I was interested in it. But then as I kept seeing more of nothing about it, I was like, eh, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So next on the list, I guess what I I checked a game called Where the Bees Make Honey. For $6.99. So it seems like a slower paced game. It's a puzzle adventure game full of nostalgia and it reflects on the main character's childhood memories. And I guess throughout the whole game, there's a couple different types of gameplay depending on, you know, where you're at in the story. Um, it's an interesting kind of art style, but uh, I, I really like these kind of nostalgic sort of games about memories and things like that. So I put a check mark next to it. Yeah, I, I checked this too. Does the gameplay. S- T- does the game take place in a hive? 
<laughs> no, it. It, it doesn't I, I seem to take so. place at a hive. <laughs> okay, just wanted <laughs> to double check. Uh, it's funny because you, essentially you are playing as this 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 woman, Sunny, and she's just reflecting back as an adult on her childhood, and mm-hmm. you're in her workspace, so you're in her office, and she's probably daydreaming, and it, it does say that she's reflecting back because of something that's currently going on. So maybe she got fired, or she's you know, miserable and she wants to leave the job. So you have this sort of juxtaposition of her in her daily life doing whatever mundane office stuff she's stuck doing. And then you you get to jump into all these cool, different puzzle games and all these little adventures. And each style of those games are really unique looking. Some of them mm-hmm. are, you know, sort of almost like watercolors and just really colorful and beautiful. Others Very are sort vibrant. of like... The, yeah, very, very bright, yeah. vibrant. Mm-hmm. Some are like these isometric worlds, kind of like Captain Toad, where you got to turn it and that's how you solve the puzzle. You have to see it from all these different angles. So to me, it seemed really interesting. And, and even the, the trailer for it was just really well done. It was kind of like this, you know, you've seen it before, but it, it kind of had like this look of like a VHS playing and showing like through somebody's life. And uh, it was really well done. Made made me want to pick this one up as well and for the price i mean it's seven dollars on sale right now it definitely seems like it would be worth that nice yeah it's normally it's normally 9.99 um it also reminded me a little bit especially just now hearing you kind of talk about the um the storyline as well it reminded me a lot of walter mitty mm-hmm. just the whole concept of it and that's like one of my favorite movies so yeah i'm, I'm, ex- totally I'm i'll that. probably be picking this one up yeah, I could totally see mm-hmm. that. Now, another one that I'm interested in, I will not be buying it right away because I'm kind of over the the art style. It's got that 8-bit, 16-bit art style, but it's called Sea Salt, and it's $15, and it's an action strategy hybrid is what they're marketing it as. But I liked the premise of this one. So essentially, instead of you being a good guy trying to fight bad guys, you're an old god, and you're basically unhappy that nobody is sacrificing for you any longer and you are not about that you are you you are taking your vengeance out on humankind basically so you're pulling all of the the just the worst things in the world up to to attack humanity and i think that's kind of funny so the idea is you get these cards and with which each tarot card that you are able to unlock you get different units at your disposal and some of them are monsters and zombies and all kinds of dark things. And you attack people and you have to use strategy to it because now they, are, of course, are trying to defend themselves. So you have to, as the old god, you have to kind of go about it in a certain way and make these attacks uh, successful. Now, I will say, I think the idea of it is very, very cool, but just the style of it to me. I'm just so over this style that that's what's making me lo- I lost interest. But I just think the idea is cool. I was the same way. I liked the kind of idea of it, but I just decided not to check it just because the art style, which I guess it's shallow. But at the same time, I just if I'm not into a style of a game, I'm not going to enjoy it as much as no. I would another game that probably looks nice. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, next on the list, I checked Stranded Sails, Explorers of the Cursed Islands kind of isn't the same theme of the sea. <laughs> so this is usually $24.99. It's on sale for $21.24. Um, huge sale. <laughs> but this game has my name written all over it. Uh, it's an open world exploration farming adventure game. Uh, you're basically shipwrecked on this mysterious archipelago. Uh, you farm, you craft, you cook, you survive, and you take charge of this camp that is full of other survivors, and you have to take care of them and do all these kind of quests to 
maintain the camp and it's just it, it's a perfect game for me someone <laughs> called up christina yeah. and was like what kind of game do you like to play and we're like <laughs> and she's like oh i like to farm i like to um plant things cook. i like to cook yeah. uh and they're like okay, cool we'll just make that game for you how do you feel about that and here it is yeah yeah. Uh, yep. Now, I will say it's on sale, as you mentioned, but for the free trial, you can play this on Apple Arcade right now. Ooh, nice. Really? So if nothing else, you oh. could try, you could you get the Apple Arcade for a month. Mm-hmm. You could try it. It's $5 to continue, obviously. But if you love it, then you know it's worth spending the $24 or whatever mm. on your Switch. But yeah. um, it's free That's- for a month and you could play this game. And there's actually a lot of great games on it. I Yeah, I didn't know that. So I thought games in Apple Arcade were exclusive to Apple Arcade. No, some. I, ha- I uh, haven't done that no. much exploring, but okay, that's interesting. Well, hmm. it, and I'm hoping that's the case because I think they are exclusive maybe for for phones, maybe. I, I'm not sure, but mm. there's one that I'm currently playing called Grindstone, and I'm hoping it comes to the Switch because not only would I play perfectly on the switch but it's just really really wonderful and i think it would be a fun Mm -hmm. game it would fit well on the switch so i would definitely check out for this because there's not a demo i've already looked and i didn't see one Um, but that's a good way of at least trying it yeah it's kind of lame that they have a demo on apple arcade but not the switch well it's not a demo it's the game you just get a a month demo of apple arcade Okay, the way you said it, it sounded like there was a demo for it in Apple no. Arcade, but a demo for Apple Arcade. Okay. Yeah, it's a demo for gotcha. Apple Arcade, and you get to play this game <laughs> okay. in that demo. Some people call that a free right. trial. Yeah, it's a free trial. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe that's a little bit That's a little <laughs> bit, accurate. yeah. That's a... <laughs> um, and then next, and Michael, you had this one checked too, Felix the Reaper. I thought this one, the the story behind it is is pretty unique. So you play as a character named Felix who works for the Mis- Ministry of Death and he thinks that going to the human world as a field reaper and making sure people will die will allow him to meet Betty, who is the love of his life. Um, so basically, as Felix, you move through the shadows. You can only move in shadows and you can change the the world. So I guess as a field reaper, you can uh, um, manipulate the sun and that's how you can kind of create shadows to move around. So it's kind of like a 3D kind of puzzle sort of adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it sounded really interesting. And the art style looks really cool. The only thing I question is in the explanation <laughs> in the eShop about it, there was something about like dancing and dance moves. And I don't know what that was about, but. <laughs> well, that's how he moves. Felix is a romantic and he's dancing through the game. It's the, it's the it's the language of love for crying out loud. I don't understand what's to be confused about what's here. What's love? I don't know what that is. So Felix, he if you even see like on the the picture, he's dancing. So that's how he gets around. He is he's just dancing, and he's got his little Walkman on, and he's listening to ten indie music artists have contributed to this, and they've got their own little music on there, and it's it's got some great original music, and yeah, he's, he's just about dancing. Sometimes you just gotta dance, and gotta Felix dance. feels that. There's nothing wrong he, with he that. He gets it. No judgment. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah, he gets it. Like, Guardi- and, like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. just dancing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think it, it, I love the art style of that game. I think it just looks mm-hmm. fantastic, and uh, yeah, I'm all about I'm all about Felix and his moves. And he kind of reminds me of um, 
like a Wally, like sort of this cutesy character. And that's kind of Felix doesn't resemble Wally, but he's just kind of like this endearing character. And the I can just picture him kind of waltzing around. And I think it's going to be adorable. <laughs> now, another one that both Christina and I checked for $13 is Orbital. And this one reminded me of if you think tanks or worms where you're shooting at each other. And that's basically what this is, except it's planets firing at other planets as they orbit around each other. And you're trying to blast them to smithereens. And I think that looks like a lot of fun. I think the weapons get to change and um, you get to just have a lot of fun doing that. And you're trying to battle like shifting gravity and you have to arc the bullet so that it goes around and hits your opponent. It has four person multiplayer. It does support online. So I'm hoping that it's an online game, though we're not 100% sure of that. But I think if it is an online game, this would be a blast for the the three of us to play for $13. It just looks so cool. Uh, and I loved yeah. tanks and I loved worms. So I think this would be something I, I need to pick up and try. But it would be better if it's actually online multiplayer. The only reason I thought it was couch co-op was because of the way they described it in the video. Mm-hmm. They literally segmented the screen into four and they were like up to four players, which is yeah. how you mm. would divide a game if you were in couch co-op. Sure. So if it said online play, I'm sure that's that's right. It's just the way that they advertised it was weird. <laughs> yeah, and it may, may, yeah. maybe that's also possible, but I do see on the website the game supports online play. I don't know what else you would do if it didn't have multiplayer. Yeah, I'm like, sure I'm sure it does then. Yeah. Yeah. So the next game that I have checked and Mats as well is Return of the Obra Din for $20. Now, this game is extremely unique visually at least it has overwhelmingly positive reviews on steam where it's also the same price by the way which i think is nice and it's a first person mystery adventure based on exploring this ship um and trying to figure out what happened to its crew so the premise and what they the way they spell it out is in 1802 the merchant ship Oberdin set out from London for the Orient with over 200 tons of trade goods. Six months later, it washes up and everybody's gone and there's no sign of them. No no idea where anybody went. And you, as an insurance investigator, go aboard the ship and you have to piece together how this happened. Now, in some way, I don't I don't know how. I don't know if it's a supernatural ability that you you as an insurance investigator has or if it's just a, <laughs> a part of the game but somehow you are able to sort of envision or like re- review and rewind these events and sort of little by little piece together the events it looks weird and unique the art style is like a one bit it's one color basically as if you were playing on an old old computer it's basically black and white and uh, it just looks really, really interesting. And because of the it's it's won tons and tons of awards. It's got a great reviews across the board for twenty dollars. I think it's a must play because it just seems so, so interesting. And I think there needs to be support of that kind of stuff. Yeah, this one looks cool. I remember seeing it at the Nindy Direct and it caught my attention and still catches my attention. So I'm in. I'm all in. The next one that I checked is Mega Aquarium for $24.59. And it's basically a theme park management type game, but it's an aquarium. And it's pretty much, again, they probably made this game for me. (laughs) 
I, I love simulation games like this. <laughs> yeah, no, I like this too. I have this checked. I also, you know, we've talked about it in the past with, um, what is it? Uh, Coaster Planet and they have Zoo mm-hmm. Planet coming out soon. This reminded me of that. It's like Aquarium Planet or something. But now I get to play it on my Switch. I love games like this as well. I think it also has very positive reviews on Steam where it is, again, the same price. So it's not like we're paying a Nintendo tax to get this on the Switch. So I yeah. I think being able to build and control an aquarium would be a lot of fun. Based on what I saw of the game, I don't know if $24.59 is a good price for it. it Probably not. It feels, it feels like it should be like 15 to 20 not more than 20 but then again, I I haven't really seen gameplay of it or anything, so I'm just judging it based on like the images in the eShop. But it's a good one yeah. for the wish list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did put in a request for a code. So developers, if you're listening, we, would, we would love to review this puppy. Uh, now, a game that I've already purchased. It's coming in this week, which I'll be on the road, so I won't be able to really play it, which is kind of a bummer. Is oh. Ring Fit Adventure? It's totally happening. I put seventeen check boxes behind this because I am so excited for this, and the early hands-on have come in and all one hundred percent positive. The like the exercise stuff, it works. What's really cool about this game is it's basically Wii Fit, but an adventure game where you're doing arrows and you're stretching stuff and you're doing all of these different. Uh, maneuvers on this ring. It's a physical thing, so you can only buy this physically. comes with the game, uh, and it's this big flexi ring, if you will, and you can strap a Joy-Con on one of your legs, and apparently it is weightless, so you don't even know it's there, and you're good to go. And what's really neat about this is there's all sorts of progressions and exercises, and people said after five minutes, you are, you're starting to sweat. It is go time. You're mm-hmm. taking off layers of clothes. It's a good, good party game. And, uh, and, uh, and, and what's cool about this game is two other things on top of it. One is they have a mode which allows you to put the ring fit, um, connected with the joy con. So the, the ring con and the joy con together, and the system doesn't even need to be put turned on at all. When you put it in, I think it's activating the NFC chip in it and you can press a button like hold down on the Joy-Con and it will vibrate or something. And then you can do a bunch of reps and you can walk around with it. You can do whatever and it will record all of it with your switch turned off. It's kind of like a pedometer, which is bananas. That's cool. On top of that, remember the Joy-Con's RI sensor? IR? RI? IR? IR sensor? Do you guys remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep refresh my brain so i don't on the bottom of your joy con your right joy con there's Uh a little like it looks like a little piece of plastic that could look into it okay yeah i see it so there's an ir blaster in there and it's only been used in one game ever which was like the wii whatever game that i first bought with the system the party game where you could like chew like you're eating a sandwich and it would register your mouth movement it's a full ir camera but what's cool about IR is that it can also be a heart rate monitor. So when you're playing the game, you can take your thumb, put it on the IR sensor, and it will moderate, and not moderate, but it will scan your heart rate in the game to see how you're doing after exercises. And I just thought that was really cool. Classic Whoa. Nintendo Switch being awesome, and we still don't even know it. So, boom. Whoa, why have they not implemented that into any horror games yet? I know, that'd be cool. 
for the Switch. I don't like, know. Come on, I've seen that for PC where people are like all plugged into their heart rate monitors and whatnot. And man, that's cool. I didn't see. And like when we were talking about um, brain training or whatever, I didn't know that there was a camera in the Switch that like act like was motion that could detect motion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All these new games are. I'm learning so much about my Switch that I never yeah, but, knew before. <laughs> yeah, but you you did know that because that's how do you think it's seeing your hands? That it's using the same IR camera. I never knew. No, I've never played anything where you saw my hands or anything before until no, I saw I the brain training. Yeah. But it's that same yeah. camera. That's the same one that's doing this. I think that's fantastic. I think it would be an awesome idea for a, a horror game to to blend that in, where you're like you can't get overly scared or the mm. game kills you. It'd be cool. Yeah. That's it. That's awesome. So you'll have to let us know. You'll have to let us know. I mean, like I said, it's not for me, but... It, I have heard good things. I've heard that even the game part of it is is good. So I think that's pretty exciting. I'm in. I'm in. All right. Well, let's get into this because, Michael, what you been playing? Oh, boy. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so if everybody knows Fortnite has been blowing up lately or imploding, I guess you could even say, because there was a live event that happened over the weekend uh, and I did, I did get to be a part of this live event. So what happened is you, I love these live events. Everybody's experiencing the exact same thing at the exact same time. You jump in and a rocket launches. And this is a story that's been building up for quite a while. And I would say it's this season, but seasons in the past, it's kind of again, been building and building and building. This rocket goes off. It kind of tears through a rift. Other rockets come out. Things are going crazy. All of a sudden a black hole starts to form and it, and it literally sucks the game into the black hole. And whether you are in the live event or not, you got exposed to this. You got sucked into this black hole because even the lobby, there's video of people that couldn't get into the event because servers and everything like that. They were in the lobby just waiting. The background of the lobby screen explodes. Something starts happening and it starts sucking parts of the lobby screen into the black hole and then just like that, it's total blackness and just a spinning orb in the very center. And it had stayed like that for days. Everybody's like, oh, my goodness, is it over? Of course, it's not. But oh, my goodness, we're, we're going to play along. Oh, my God, is Fortnite going forever? Oh, my, I can't believe Epic did this. No, what they did is amazing uh, marketing, and it made it to the very, very top. Like I was looking on Twitch during this stream, people watching a spinning black <laughs> hole. That was it. There was nothing going on, but it had more more than triple the viewers of anything else that was happening on Twitch at the time. It had like 600,000 or something, some crazy number compared to like 100 at whatever the next one down was. Um, and it went to the top of Twitter. So everybody was talking about it. All the news sites were talking about it. And today the update came out. So you're listening to this on Wednesday. It was t- Tuesday. The update came out, the game is back, but that's all I know. I can't talk about anything else. I haven't looked up anything else because I haven't had a chance to jump back into the game. I will be doing that once we get off the podcast, but it is back. From what I know, it's all new. It is chapter two, if you will. So it's a new map, things like that, and I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Me, personally, I kind of hope 
um, that they do kind of go back to basics a little bit. I thought that the, the, the season we just finished was a little too chaotic, was a little too overwhelming for me. The challenges, I just felt like it was more of a chore than any sort of enjoyment. And I kind of would like this story arc to start over. Maybe it's a whole new crazy tale that happens within Fortnite. It kind of puts people back to the basics of the game and you can just sort of learn a new map without rifts and all these you know, there was all kinds of craziness in the la- in the map before it got sucked into a black hole. And I would like it to just be Fortnite for a little while and just kind of playing the game and everybody's just sort of figuring things out again from scratch. And, and uh, it seems like that's kind of where we're at. So I'm excited to jump in and check it out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, you know, no, no spoiler alerts because I haven't played it yet, but I uh, went with Heather. I sat down. I said, oh, Heather, like, Check it out. Like I, I heard something that um, something's happening in Fortnite. I need to know. Let's let I bet the new season's out. And I described to her how much I disliked season ten. And she was like, "Wow, I don't like. How does mm. this game work? I don't." So I explained the whole seasons and the challenges. She's like, "That sounds like they made it a lot worse." And I said, "They did." Uh, and I go, "Let's download <laughs> this." So I sat on my Nintendo Switch and I downloaded for thirty five minutes the new patch. Mm-hmm. Like I needed to update it on my Switch. And she was sitting there and we were, we were talking. So we we're just waiting and counting down. And I didn't know what had happened. So I didn't read anything. I didn't do anything. And I booted it up and I got sucked into a black hole. And then it was it. It was just went black. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on? She's like, so good update. Like, <laughs> um, she's like great game. Cool game. And then she went and read about it. And she's like, this is crazy. He's like, this is just weird and bananas. And she read up all on it, which was cool. She likes to mm-hmm. really get deep into details. And yeah, she read all about it. And then I read all about it. And then I was like, oh, OK, well, I don't actually have the new season yet. So I guess I'll be updating it again in a few days. And then I watched Ninja today. And yeah, pretty much what you just said is what it is. So um, from what I understand. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to try it out. I think that it was I can't imagine how much money they lost by shutting it down for even just two days, right? It had to be a lot of money or, because nobody's buying anything. Nobody can do anything. It just literally sat there and was a black hole. But they also, what they lost, they gained in market yeah. share just by people, you know, mind share, I guess you could almost say, because now everybody's talking about it. So mm-hmm. I, I think it was a really interesting marketing tactic yeah. Um, you know, obviously you had a lot of those people that are like, oh, I'm so happy. I hope it's gone for good, which I still don't understand those people for the life of me. I think you either like something or you don't. And that's, that's cool. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that do and you sh- you know, why try to crap all over them? I don't, I don't hate, you know, Smash Brothers. I just don't play it. So I think, uh, it's interesting. I think that they did something pretty unique with this and I'm excited to see where it goes, even if I don't play it as much as I did before. The other game I played was Mario Kart. I put in more time at Mario Kart. We got a whole new uh, tour, I guess they're calling it, and it's it's pre- it it basically started over. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. I was a little surprised by that. So you know, you put all this time in, and you you kind of worked your way up through the different the different. I, I I'm still confused how they're calling these things because it's kind of like is the group of four the tour or is that the cup? Is the whole thing the tour? I'm not really sure what they're calling it, but if you work your way up through all of them, that just kind of got wiped 
away and you got all new races to do and new achievements to get and new challenges. And uh, they added drivers and carts and gliders. So it, it's cool. I, I will say, I think I've put a little less time in this time. Mm. I don't know if I'm losing the interest or not. Um, I, I still think the gameplay is fun, but I don't know if I'm opening it up as much as I was the first like week or two. Um, so yeah, that was the other thing I put any time in. Yeah. I've been, I, I like you, I woke up update or like got the update or whatever. Cause you have to download a new series of in-game stuff for Mario Kart tour. Mm-hmm. And I go, what just happened? New game. It's basically a new game. And you're right. So it's called the Tokyo <laughs> Tour. And each cup is called a cup. So there's a bunch of cups inside the tour. And all of the cups updated. And there's this Tokyo theme. So there's some of them. But you can unlock a peach. And I did, actually. I unlocked a gold peach or whatever in her kimono, which is cool. Uh, and some other characters, things like that. But yeah, I agree. I, I, I've played it. Maybe a little bit less, but also I've gotten pretty good at it. And I'm at the point now where I have unlocked a bunch of new cups. However, I can't play them yet because it's time lock too. So I'm just like, well, okay, I just wait until tomorrow. Um, But I am checking in. I like the tiers. They do this. There's this other thing. It's a weekly rank and you can play against your friends, which I like, which I'm completely crushing you and annihilating you by 4,000 points. But you play one I'm of the- I'm going to say that's because you got Peach Kimono. Uh, sure. That's what you think, or I'm just better than you. <laughs> but this is how you can get some rubies in the game. So I'm second in this one, which is pretty nice. I usually do better the first week than the second one. Uh, but there's a lot of people with zeros. So that's a bad sign just in general that people maybe are not mm. playing anymore. So we'll see about the next round. But yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot as well and i've just been crushing it and going through and playing just you know a few rounds here and there and i've mostly been trying to progress as much as i can before my gold pass trial expires so but yeah i haven't had to buy anything at all i'll cancel my gold pass there are ridiculous in-app purchases for way too much money but that said i've used all my rubies and fired off the things and i've gotten some unlocks i get duplicates a lot but they level up when you get duplicates. So they increase in value technically, even though you get a duplicate. Mm, But I've been buying a lot of people. Now that you told me that I can use my coins to buy things in the store, which I didn't correlate that, that I didn't have to spend money on that because there's so many things you can spend money on in the game that Hmm. I've just been kind of good to go and I haven't spent any money. So that's good. Yeah. I I did want to comment about those, the rubies. Um, you do gain a lot of them in the game. I think, like you said, because we're both using the free trial, the game pass, the gold pass, whatever they're calling it, You, I think we're getting more than we would. It's probably going to slow down quite a bit. But so I've done, I've only spent, I still have 150 almost left. I've spent one, I did a fire of one, which cost five, and I got something I already had. <laughs> and then I did a fire of 10. I got two more of the thing I already had. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, what the heck is going on with this game? There's so many other options. What is the chances? I got three of the same cart that I already had. So that got me a little frustrated, but all in all, I think I probably have, you know, I've got about five of the gliders. I got about, I don't know, 10 of the carts and 10 of the different drivers out of maybe 30. So 
I'm, I'm slowly getting there. I'm chipping away at it. I think it's fun. It's a fun thing to pick up and play a little bit. And like you said, time will tell. And, and it'll really tell when the gold pass runs out. And if all of a sudden, like any progression just dies right out. Yeah. And I will say that when you go into the screen, I want to tell you this. When you go into the pipe, you tap on it. You can tap on details. So I have, I've shot it off twice and I have 80 of 10, 100 left, I guess. Maybe I'd fired it off three times. But it will tell you the rarity and also the appearance rates. And I did get Peach Kimono, which has a 0.000%. I guess for me showing, um, obviously, because I've already gotten it, but it's usually a 1.25%, which is very wow. rare. But there's high end, which are also 0.03. So I think those things all adjust as you get the other things. So it's pretty mm-hmm. rare in general to get some stuff so it's more likely you'll get duplicates but they do rank up so anyways i like it it's a good game but i did actually play mario kart um too i was playing mario kart tour and then i decided to boot up the snes classic with heather she's not really a gamer but i was like yeah let's play mario kart because um we were playing some games on the switch and i i just couldn't i love super mario kart it's one of my favorite mario karts of all time and I just couldn't play it. I just my my brain hurt because there's so many colors and the bits and the things. It was just too much. So I said, let's play Mario Kart eight. And we played that. I turned on all the kind of some of the some of the assist things for 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 hers. And she was her first time playing. And we just had a blast. Man, that game is so good. Buy it. You know, it just it's so good. Um, so I was playing that. Uh, I also played more Hyperforma, getting through that super duper good game. I'm going to be writing a review on that soon. It's a long game. It's intense hard it's hard it's long and hard and that's hard as well but we we went through untitled goose game again we completely smashed every little bit of it uh, i already wrote a review on it which is live uh, heather needed to finish it so she got through the game the ending of it is spectacular it's just a shining moment of pure bliss uh that i can't um i can't i'm not going to spoil but it, it's so good just the ending the final three seconds of the game you're just like <laughs> Oh my God, I love this game. Uh, And then you unlock a bunch (laughs) of other stuff. So like bonus challenges that were previously hidden in the game that you could stumble upon. So we were just going back and forth unlocking uh, more stuff. Super duper good. I also got two game codes. So I got two game codes uh, to review this week. Uh, One is Puzzle Book. uh, And this is a game of puzzles. So Puzzle Book on Nintendo Switch is you know, like puzzles, like puzzle pieces types of games. So jigsaw puzzles. And this game, I can't decide who it's for because it's $4. It has 34 puzzles built in. There are like four, like there's six different series. So there's like fantasy, mystic beasts, animals, and dinosaurs. But half of them are really beautiful, like paintings. And the other ones are kid drawings. So I'm just like, <laughs> all right. And you're like, all right, okay, cool. But Heather and I did play co-op. So you can play this game co-op. You can play it with touchscreen, without touchscreen. It surprisingly works very well with the Joy-Cons uh, because you don't have to rotate any of the pieces at all. They come in where they're supposed to be. And you pick a piece and you drag it over, you hit A and it either goes in or doesn't go in. And you can hit the L or R button and it will show you behind the frame what the picture is supposed to be in black and white very much as if you were doing it on top of the box 
for um, a, a, a jigsaw. So that was good. Here's the main problem with the game. The game control good. It works good. One is there's no progression in the game. So you just get all 34 puzzles to, to solve. Boom, good to go. Good and bad because you're like, well, I want to like, like work towards something. Like, what am I doing? Sure. The other problem is that there's 34 puzzles and the difficulty is that you can segment it up anywhere in between six to 60 pieces. Okay. And they don't really randomize the pieces very well. So they're all sort of in the same clump when you get them. So they're all like top left or, or bottom left. It's really fun to play six pieces with a significant other because you finish it real fast and you're like, whoa, crushed it. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're really big pieces. So that would be good for a kid. But then I'm like, all right, well, there's no progression and you are unlocking stuff, but there's not enough content for a kid. I feel like you could get this for free on your phone. Um, that's a problem. And then the other problem is mm. 60 pieces. You're like, let's do 60. That's not very difficult. Like 60 pieces isn't a lot of pieces. And we just kind of found ourselves a little bored in general with it. Yeah. So I'm, di- I'm actually disappointed because I feel like a jigsaw puzzle, Heather and I both agreed we kind of really liked it, but there just wasn't enough game there and there wasn't enough challenge. And that was the disappointing factor to it, to be honest with you. That's kind of a Mm. bummer. Could have been good. Could have been good. The other one is Shipped. Shipped. So Shipped is a game that is on a ship, as you would expect. So it is a game. It's a party game where it is one to eight players. There is a arcade mode with a story arc in quotes. I'm air quoting here. So you play as this little tiny boat and you get to pick between one um uh, one of eight of the different sailors that are all different um, uh, 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 women that are all different, like themed, which is kind of cool. I cool like that. It's like, you know, lady captains. I think that's cool uh, in general. Um, some diversity in the, you know, pirate shipping is is good. <laughs> and there's different modes. So there's chase, cruise, race and sumo. And you have these little ships and there's crates all over the map and you collect the crates and that's how you get cannonballs and you can shoot and blow up your opponents. It's very simple controls. It's joystick and then accelerate and shoot. So really not much to it. Three buttons, two buttons and a joystick. And chase is you're chasing after somebody which has a star. So you bump into them kind of king of the hill style and you're trying to chase after them. Last one to live with the star wins cruise you cruise around and you last one standing wins race is the map keeps going up and you try to be the last one alive sumo is the camera just keeps zooming in as close as possible and if you go off the map you die if you hit one of the islands that are on the map which you can also blow up you die or if you get hit with a cannonball you die and the problem with this game is that what you really want to have happen is you want the joystick to be like point in the direction you want to go, like go up to go up and go right to go right. But that's not how it works. How it works is that whenever you move the Joy-Con, whether it's left, right, or even up or down, it's as if you're turning the wheel in that direction. So it's extremely hard to maneuver. So you're constantly fighting with the controls of this game 
you're trying to brake, you're trying to accelerate, you're trying to like go back and forth. And the camera in the modes just moves so fast that you don't have time to sit and enjoy it. You're just always racing and you're always dying all the time. So you can add a bunch of players and, and AI players too, but it's just not fun because you can't, you can't get control. And even me, I played by myself and I sat there for a half an hour and I was frustrated because I was playing the arcade mode where it just has like eight, you try to make it through eight days and eight different modes or the modes all randomized. And, uh, I just couldn't get past day three and maybe I suck at video games, but I don't think I do. I just think that it's really hard to control. And for $6, I don't want to control the ship that way. And the thing is, if you could control it well, so maybe you do master these controls, the game would be fun. The game would actually be fun because you can play it with a single Joy-Con. You can play with up to eight people on a single Switch unit. That is cool. The problem is, I couldn't control it. And if I gave it to a kid, I think they get super frustrated. Again, maybe I just suck at life and video games, but I don't think I do. I think I'm okay at life. I think I'm pretty decent at video games. So that's kind of my analysis. Cute art style, very simple. A lot of different maps, layouts. Um, the price is right around five bucks, but man, I don't know. I just, something about it. Just, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, couldn't get a hang of it. So two hmm. out of five. That's my just review. Not there. Yeah, two out of five. All right, cool. Anyways. Pretty thorough. How about you, Christina? So, of course, I'm playing more of Link's Awakening, and I've found myself in the rabbit hole of trying to find every single secret seashell that there is. And I looked it up, and there's 50 total, and I'm at like 40 right now. <laughs> so I'm getting there. Um, but besides Link's Awakening, I also went in and I fired up my time in Porsche again because, Michael, we talked last week about um, – the update that came out that was supposed to improve load times and things like that. Um, I played it for probably two hours and the game didn't crash, which is good. And opening chests, I wasn't waiting as long. And I think overall, like the load screens coming in and out of buildings, I think that was a little bit shorter too. Okay. Um, then again, it's been a long time since I've played, so I might've forgotten, but I, I definitely wasn't waiting 10 minutes for the game itself to load, which was nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In the past, I would like set down my switch, walk away, do something, come back, you know, it's still be loading. So um, it seems to be improved a little bit. I might, you know, I might dabble in there a little more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, we have a lot of games that we have to play uh, to, um, for just game codes and things like that and reviews. And one that will be coming for me later this week I mentioned Niflheim a couple weeks ago. I talked about it a little bit. Uh, and I think one of the biggest issues I had with the game was I put in probably about two hours worth and couldn't craft any of the recipes. I could do barely anything in the game. I was just collecting and collecting, and that's all I was doing. So I put in about three more hours, and I can now craft things. I have gotten into the deep depths of the mine and fought trolls. Um, I've survived two raids on my castle or, or shelter or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and I've also explored long or I've, yeah, I've explored other distant lands. So, um, five hours into the game, I'm getting a really good grasp of, of how it is. I will be probably giving it a three out of five. It's, it's okay. I don't think I will 
be committing a whole bunch more time into the game just because, I mean, it was it was fun while I play it. But um, yeah, so if you're interested in that full review, I will be sharing it later this week. Nice. Yeah, it's a game that I keep looking at. And I know they just put it on sale on Steam for like five bucks. And um, it. Oh, for five bucks, it's totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, because what is 100 uh, percent right now? It is. $15 on the switch. So it's cheaper than the original yeah. $20 price tag of, of it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's still a little bit much on switch. So maybe it is like a, Hey, this would be a little bit better, but three out of five is not, not bad. And it's, it's unfortunate. You got to grind. Yeah, it's a decent game. It's unfortunate. You got to grind. I hate grinding. Yeah, and it's just, it's just the first two hours really of gameplay. Um, once you get past that, it's, it, it opens up a little more and you feel like you can actually do things. Um, but yeah, $20 seemed kind of steep for me when I first, played it and then $15 I would say is appropriate $5 is a steal so yeah good to know so much stuff all right well we did it only 100 100 and no wait, 90 one hour and 28 minutes later we did it we did it people <laughs> we did it uh I don't know there's just for so around. <laughs> many games this week so ridiculous um yeah. we, I, I didn't think we have a lot of news then more news came up but hey what you gonna do it's you know Nintendo time. It's it's that holiday. It's Nintendo. It's Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It's holiday mm-hmm. season. All the games are coming out. So thanks for sticking with us. Thank you, Michael and Christina, for being awesome as always. Thanks to all of our listeners for listening. And uh, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Tell the people if you want to write a review, that'd be awesome. Apple Podcasts. If you got that iOS 13 update, go hit that button. Hit us a review. That'd be awesome. Helps us out. That's gonna do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>